Good morning. Today we'll be studying uh, the sixth chapter of Hilchot Tefillah Birkat Kohanim. And this chapter deals with peripheral things and things that surround uh, the Tefillah and things that you may, one may do before, things that one may not do before, uh, and different uh, situations in which a person may be allowed to interrupt his Tefillah in the middle. It is forbidden for an somebody to pass at the rear of a synagogue during the time that the congregation is praying. Unless he was carrying something. Or if the synagogue had two entrances in two different direc directions. That somebody who's watching this person pass through says, might say, that this person might come back in, uh, from the other entrance. Similarly, if in the city there were two synagogues, the person that sees this person passing through may say, maybe he's going to the synagogue that he frequently attends. And if a person also had tefillin on his head, he is allowed to pass from the back of the Bet even though he doesn't qualify, or yeah, if he doesn't qualify in any of the categories or conditions mentioned earlier. That the tefillin indicate about this person that he is eager to perform mitzvot and he does not neglect the privilege uh, to pray. Anyone who's praying with the congregation, he should not elongate his tefillah too much. But between him and himself, if the person is alone, he should be ado, he has the choice to do to do so. If he so pleases after his tefillah to say supplications as long as the supplications of Yom Kippur, he has the permission to do so. Additionally, if a person wanted to add in between the middle, in some, in whatever he wanted in the middle berachot that has to do, he wants to add something that has to do with the theme of one of the middle berachot, rather, he has the permission to do so. Ketzad, how is this applied? If there was a sick person that he was concerned about, he may ask on his behalf for mercy, in the blessing of the, who, he who heals the sick, according to his ability ability to articulate. If he needed uh, livelihood or money or his economic situation isn't so isn't the best, he may add uh, and request whatever he if he, he may add and request for livelihood in the blessing of Hashanim. And in the same way for any of the other berachot. 
Additionally, if he wanted to ask for any of his needs in Shomea Tefillah, he may do so. But he cannot ask for whatever he pleases in the first three Barachot or in the last three Barachot, as we have mentioned previously. And this allows a person to express himself and to ask Borei uh, Olam for anything he wants and makes the Tefillah more personal. It's prohibited for an individual to eat anything or to do any work from after daybreak occurs until he prays tefillat shahrit. And the reason for that is somebody who, who eats before tefillah or worse before tefillah, uh, it shows that the priorities in this individual's mind are himself and his own bodily needs. And whereas the focus should be on Avodat uh, Hashem, on serving his maker the best that he can, as we have spoken about in Hilchot Teot. Similarly, a person should not, and it is not proper for somebody to go and greet and converse with his friend before he prays tefillat shachrit. And it's as if he gives precedence to his friend over uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he should not set off for a journey before he prays. However, an individual may eat something or do melacha before musaf and before minha. But an individual may not have a meal close to minha. Now, Rambam will explain uh, exactly what samuch minha means in the next halacha. Halacha he. Since the time for Minha has arrived, a person should not enter the bathhouse even to simply perspire, like a sauna of some sort, until he prays. Lest he may faint and miss the opportunity to pray. An individual should not eat a casual or temporary meal lest he may linger in his eating and also miss the opportunity to pray. An individual is prohibited from uh, proceeding in trial even at the final and concluding stages of the trial. That new evidence may be introduced and may contradict the court's conclusion, and they'll have to call for a new session of the court. And again, they'll miss the opportunity to pray, because the legal discussion may continue. Similarly, an individual may not sit before the barber or get a haircut, even a regular haircut, until he prays minha. Because the scissors may break and cause a delay 
for that person and he might miss tefillah. Similarly, an individual may not enter a tannery or a place where they turn hide into leather close to the minha until he prays. That he may see his property spoiling and he might busy himself with it and he'll be delayed there and miss the tefillah. However, if an individual already began one of the, the, the above aforementioned um, activities, he should not stop. Rather, he should finish them, and then he should pray minha. <clears throat> From when is considered that the beginning of the the haircut that you mentioned before. From when the barber's sheets are put on his knees for the hair to fall down. And from when is the beginning of the bathhouse uh, activity? From when he from when this person removes the garment that's close to his body. Just a quick note. Harambam here switches the order. Uh, Harambam in the previous halacha mentioned first the merhat, and now he mentioned, and here he mentioned the barber shop first. And from when is the tannery activity considered that he began it? From when he fastens the apron, <clears throat> just like the workers uh, fasten. And from when does the beginning uh, of eating begin? For those who live in Eretz Israel, from when they wash their hands, uh, obviously for Hamotzi. And for those who live in Bavel, from when they girdle, girdle their loins or loosen their belt. And from when does the Trial, beginning of trial begin. From when the judges wrap themselves in a talet and sit. And if they were already sitting, if the litigants have already opened their pleadings, then it's considered that the uh, trial has already begun. Even though tefillat uh, arvit is uh, optional, an individual should not come from his uh, daily activities and say, I'll eat a little bit, I'll drink a little bit, I'll sleep a little bit, and then I'll pray. That perhaps sleep may overcome him, and he might end up sleeping the entire night without praying arvit. Ella, rather, arvit Rather, an individual should first pray arvit, then eat, then drink or sleep. Individual is allowed to enter the bathhouse and to get a haircut close to shaharit. 
before Shaharit, before you pray Shaharit, because Chachamim only prohibited the getting a haircut and going to, to the bathhouse before Minha. That it's something that's common. That the majority of people go to the bathhouse and get haircuts during the day. However, no one really goes to the bathhouse or gets a haircut in the morning. So Chachamim never prohibited it. This is something uh, interesting to point out that Chachamim were only, only prohibited things that were common and went uh, and instituted different things for the purpose of the general population and didn't necessarily focus on exceptions or smaller populations of Am Yisrael in order to make uh, laws uh, for specifically to cater to those people. Even anyone who was occupied with the study of Torah and the time of tefillah arrived, he must stop and he must pray. However, even if for this person, his Torah was his profession and he didn't do any uh, daily activities or work and we mentioned earlier in Hot Talmud Torah that uh, an individual who studies Torah all day and uh, forces himself on the community to support him is something that is prohibited according to Jewish law. And what Harambam here is referring to is somebody who doesn't ha need to work. For example, an individual who received an inheritance or worked for many years and is retired and wants to study Torah, and this is what he does during his day. Not that he lives off of public funds uh, to teach Torah. So this type of individual who is immersed in Torah during the day, and this is what he does during the hours of the day, and was uh, immersed in the words of Torah uh, during when the time of Tefillah came, he should not stop. As the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is greater than the mitzvah of Tefillah. And anyone who is occupied in the needs of the community or the public, it's as if he is busy with the words of Torah and he doesn't have to stop uh, to pray. An individual who is already praying is forbidden to stop his tefillah unless it was a dangerous situation that may endanger his life. Even if the Jewish king asks, uh, salutates him or greets him, he may not return the salutation. However, he may stop, uh, and he does stop, actually, for a non-Jewish king, as the non-Jewish king may kill him for not uh, greeting him. If he was standing in his tefillah and he saw a non-Jewish king, or a violent man coming uh, towards him, he should make his tefillah short and condense his tefillah. However, if he cannot condense it, 
he should stop. Similarly, if an individual saw snakes or scorpions coming towards him, if the snakes and scorpions arrive to him, and in that place the snakes and scorpions were poisonous and may cause a person to die because of their bite, he must stop and he must run away and escape the danger to his life. However, if it was known in that place that the snakes and scorpions are not poisonous and aren't dangerous, then he does not need to stop. Women, children, and servants are obligated to pray. Anyone who is exempt from Kriyat Shema is also exempt from Tefillah. Anyone who is uh, leading is in part of a procession uh, to bury an individual. Even though they are not necessarily needed to carry the bed that the deceased is lying on, Peturin min ha are exempt from the Tefillah.